As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today, I am joined by the host of the Manly Movies Podcast. Please welcome JB to the show. Hey, guys. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, Josh. Ah, absolutely no problem at all. Why don't you take a minute and tell everyone what they can expect when they tune into Manly Movies? Well, Manly Movies we is something I started. Actually, we've only had six episodes now, but I've been... I got several in the, in the, in the hopper waiting, but, um, it's basically just me and another guy, a guest, and we talk about, you know, one of our favorite movies usually I'll let the guest pick and it's, and, and we, we come at it from a different angle in that we try to extrapolate from it. Um, some life lessons that we can take as men, as husbands, fathers, or really just all men in general, um, you know, it's just different things that we can take from it. And, and I have these things called, I mean, we call them manly moments on the show. And just a, a few times in the movie that really stri- strikes us and hits us and, and gives us these, you know, little nuggets of wisdom for to take. And so that's kind of where we're at. And it's, it's more of a personal growth thing for me and, you know, anybody listening and all men, we don't, we all need help and we all, we love movies and, they can teach us a lot about life. So, well, I'll be curious when you when you get your episode on something like a Steel Magnolias or <laughs> something like that. Actually, I just recorded one on About Time, which is it's it's kind of a rom com. Okay. And so, but it's it's um, have you seen About Time? No, I have not. That's why you said I was like, okay, it's well, I mean, it's kind of a rom com with uh. Rachel McAdams but the reason why I did is because it's one of my the guy that I got on there is one of his favorite movies he watches it every year for Father's Day because it's it's about a father and son it is a Ah. rom-com but it's about a father and son (laughs) so check it out it's it's a good one okay all right well that is that is a tease for a future episode you can expect on manly movies that is true yep and kind of like JB does, I also put episodes in the bank. So I'm not entirely sure when this is coming out, but I can guarantee this. It will be before the Christmas season. So when you guys see this, it will be before December. And you'll be wondering, why are they doing this? This is a Christmas movie. But hey, some people celebrate <laughs> Christmas all year round. So we're going back to 1946 and we're going to be discussing It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, it's wonderful news, for when all these wonderful people get into the swim, it's a wonderful life. For never before has any film contained such a full measure of the joy of living, the drama of living, and above all, the glorious romance that makes this such a wonderful life. Don't you ever get tired of just reading about things? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't want to get married to anybody, you understand? I want to do what I want to do. And, and you... Why don't you tell us when you first saw this? Well, <laughs> I honestly cannot remember 
this film not being a part of my life. Uh, I know that I watched it every year around Christmas time with my parents. It was, it was my dad's favorite movie. It was my mom's favorite movie and they're not even together anymore, but they both still love this movie. <laughs> uh, it's like the, the breakfast, at, uh, uh, deep blue something song, uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. There's one thing they've got. Um, so, but yeah, that's, I just always remember watching it with them and I can't remember, you know, not watching it. So. Okay. So you, this is one of your childhood movies then. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Okay. I get you. Well, I, I hope unlike the song, I hope that your dad is not still hung up on her <laughs> the way the guy is in that song. So <laughs> Desperately trying to hang on to that one thing. <laughs> yeah. First song I learned to play on the guitar, by the way. Oh, there you so go. it's very there near dear to my heart because of that. <laughs> All right. So for anyone who hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life or people like me who just watched it last week for the first time, because I've mm. always heard about this movie. It's always in the zeitgeist, but I just never took the plunge. But that's what this show does. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, why don't you tell everyone what it's about? Oh, man, this movie's almost 80 years old. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so... It basically, it's about a man who grows up in a small town who wants to get away. And uh, he's got these big, big aspirations to do great things, you know, build all these buildings and stuff and, you know, see the world. That's uh, he wants to be an explorer. And he finds himself staying in this crummy old town that he can't stand. And but it's he stays in it because he's a very selfless person and he's constantly helping other people. And so he kind of comes to, he has a, some issues and, and he's, I don't want to give any way any spoilers, but I mean, it's, he kind of comes to a moment where he's at a crux in his life and he, someone shows him what it would be like if he had never been born and how his, how, everything would have turned out and he gets to see, you know, how his town of Bedford Falls, New York, I believe would, uh, would be without him. And it's, it, it changes his life and you, you kind of see the, the, the crux of it is, you know, a man who has friends is a very rich man that you can't count in dollars and cents how a, good friends actually mean to you and, and helping others and how it comes back to you. So it's just a really cool, heartwarming family kind of story. And it's about, and he, he's married, he has kids and it's, you get to see that life and how, so it's just, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to give it too much away, but no, I agree. Uh, the part you, you briefly mentioned about the, what his life was like without him. I thought that was actually a lot more of the movie than it was going in. Like what I thought before going into it, I didn't realize how late that was going to come, but like I said, okay, so let's get into this. So this is a childhood movie. This is one you watch with your parents growing up. So what else is it about this movie that keeps you coming back? Why is this? Like when I asked you, boom, you said, yeah, I want to do it. It's a wonderful life. What is it about this movie that you love so much? Well, um, it became my favorite and it didn't actually become my favorite movie until college. And I, I was at home on Christmas break and I watched it with my mom and it just finally connected with me. And so it's just 
to me, George and Mary Bailey represent everything that's good in this world that we live in. <laughs> like, so, you know, George spends his life helping others while neglecting himself. And Mary has spent her life basically pursuing George, but also being an encourager and, and a supporter and, and a helper for him, which is, you know, what, what all wives should strive to be. And you know, I'm fortunate enough to have, have a wife who's, who's supporting, but, you know, as a man, you know, I feel more drawn to George, obviously. So, I mean, I could see him as a father and, and what he does at his job. And actually <laughs> what's funny is it became my favorite movie in college. But then when I started uh, working, I started working at a bank and then I started working as a small, small, like a consumer lender. So I'm basically George Bailey <laughs> in what I do. So it's just, I, I have taken on that role. And so it's, it means a lot more to me now as an adult. And, and that's kind of my job. And, you know, when I watch it, it's just like, I, I, I constantly say to myself afterwards, I said, man, they just don't make movies like this anymore. Like just movies that are optimistic about, about how good things can happen to people. And, you know, the world is just so cynical now, you know, you asked me to, you know, think about making one now and it's, I, I just don't think it could be done. <laughs> Not like this, but. We, we're getting there, but boy, yeah. you going into, you you basically lived out this. Good thing I didn't go that route, because my favorite movie was Silence of the Lambs, so that would put me as a cannibal right now. So <laughs> glad I didn't go that route, because that would be bad. Uh, so Oh, uh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the remaking it now, let's say you had gotten to see a sequel, the continuation of these lives, I guess. Maybe. Maybe you got another route. What would you have liked to have seen? You can put that one back into the forties, obviously making it. Yeah. Um, there actually was a, it wasn't really a sequel. It was more of a made for TV reimagining. It's called it happened one Christmas. It's worth checking out because it's different. If you can ever catch it on streaming somewhere, but it stars Marlo Thomas as Mary Hatch and Orson Welles as Mr. Potter. And, but it's basically the central character is Mary and her husband goes off to war and it's like, it's, it's, it's about her and she actually owns the building Bailey brothers building and loan. So it's different and, but it's, but it's, it's worth watching. I, I'll, I'll just mentioned that, but as far as a sequel goes, I probably would have liked to have seen, you know, what happened with the family after he realized that and, and just kind of, man, it's, it's hard because how do you recreate that? Like I I, kind of would have liked to have seen, you know, what, what happened with this, with the family and maybe, you know, go more into the building and loan and, and how, and maybe something happens with one of his customers or something like that. Just kind of make it kind of a mystery type thing. I don't know that, like I said, this is a this is a slice of Americana kind of movie, and so it's just kind of hard to to go further into that. So, okay, so I typically don't think about these things, but anytime I see a movie like this where this dramatic event happens and it kind of changes who a character is, 
I'm always curious. Are they able to stick with it? Because they've been doing something for so long. And then this one thing happens and then it changes and it normally ends. And we're, I guess we're supposed to assume that he does stay changed after that. So I'm just always curious with movies like this. Like George Bailey's one. There's others. There's countless others where people change by the end of the movie. And I just wonder if they stuck with it. But you wouldn't really need a whole sequel. that would be kind of boring. But maybe just a 10-minute sequence to show how the wives went over the years afterwards to make sure that he yeah. stayed on this path and didn't go back to the way he was. Yeah, for sure. But now we get to that question, and that is, if they were to remake this, who would you put in some of these roles? Well, see, I went a, I went a step further because I would want to cre- recreate that Americana type feel that from the original. So I want to start with a director like Ron Howard because I feel like that's kind of his wheelhouse. And then I'd want to get a composer like someone like James Horner, who's done because he did um, Field of Dreams. And so those are the two movies that I think of when I think of Americana. And so I think I would like to get someone like that to come in and, and score this movie too. And so I just, I, I, I got a little technical with that. So, but as far as the characters go, you're going to love this man uh, for Clarence. I'm, I, I went with Steve Carell. I think he would own that role, man. Um, Cause you know, he's got the comedy, but he can be serious. And I just think he, it, he was made for it. And then for uncle Billy, I've got Louis CK, uh, Mr. Potter, John Voigt, who always plays a really good bad guy. <laughs> uh, and for Peter Bailey, I've got Kevin Costner and Ma Bailey. I've got Diane Lane. See the, the supporting characters were really easy because those I can, I can pick those for those roles, but George and Mary were really, really difficult. My first instinct for those two roles were Milo Ventimiglio and Mandy Moore from This Is Us because I just think they have they're a, they make a perfect couple. They've got great chemistry. They can do comedy. They can do uh, they can do drama. But the problem is they're kind of old <laughs> for the for these roles. So I mean, because they they range in this movie George and Mary. They range from like eighteen to like early 40s to like, be fair i think jimmy stewart was old for some of those younger years as well he was I point that out but when you're doing it in black and white you can't really see how old he was so i think he had that advantage so if we're doing it now and and shot in you know normal the, the cameras of today i would go for somebody younger like say um and maybe an andrew garfield or I mean, you can go any, even younger than that and go down to like, say Tyler Hoechlin, the Superman. <laughs> and then on the Mary side, I'd like maybe someone like either Florence Pugh or Anya Taylor joy. I think either one of those would be really good for that role because they're very charismatic. Like Mary is. And I just, yeah, I think, I think, any of those four four would be good for that. So, okay. Well, I, I can tell you this: I'm for Florence Pugh in anything. So, <laughs> right for real. <laughs> that girl's awesome. Yeah, and 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 I'm not gonna lie; I'm not. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Fighting 
fighting for my family or fighting with my family. The wrestling one about Paige, whichever one that is. Yeah. I haven't seen Little Women. I haven't even seen Black Widow. I'm going purely off Midsommar because I absolutely <laughs> came out of that loving that movie. And I was like, yep, she can do anything. Little Women's great. Um, I, I can't, I'm for the first time, I'm interested in seeing a Little Women movie because she's in. So mm-hmm. I haven't done it. And I know my wife wants to watch it. So I need to. I just have it. But because she's in it, I'm actually interested in that movie. So. That whole cast in that movie is awesome, man. Uh, Soars Ronan, I can't even pronounce her name, but she's amazing in it as well. And uh, I think Timothy Chalamet is the Rory character, not Rory, whatever, whatever the, the, the guy's name is. I can't even remember it. I do not know, so I can't pretend. I know there's got to be a male per- counterpart, but I don't know who it is. So can't think of his name. Anyway, go ahead. All right, so... For anyone who maybe thinks going back to an old black and white movie, it's just too old or they just don't have any interest in this story. Give that final pitch on why they should take a chance and actually watch this wonderful life. Man, um, final pitch, I would say if you if you are tired of the cynicism in the world that we live in and tired of all the heavy, heavy, heavy things that the Oscars keep throwing at us and want to just sit down and enjoy something that, you know, brings back the optimism that you had as a child and, 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 and paints a a beautiful picture of, of a, a man struggling and, you know, realizing how much his life is worth. It's that movies, that movie can speak to anybody. I, I just, I, I, I can't say anything better than that, man. You just need to watch the movie. It's 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 a perfect film if there ever was one. And that's that's all I can say. All right. That sounds good. And I think that's gonna wrap this one up. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online, where they can find the podcast? Yeah, um, the podcast is called Manly Movies, and it's available on Apple, Spotify whatever you're whatever you're into i mean it's it's um trying to think of all the ones that that are out there but my gosh it's it's on like 12 different platforms so just search manly movies uh google uh amazon i think but you can hit me up on twitter i'm at manly movies one i'm also on facebook facebook.com slash manly movies uh, but I'm JB, JB Huffman. So you can probably find me on Facebook too. I don't really get on Twitter under my normal name. <laughs> I mean, I have a Twitter account, but if you want to hit me on Twitter, you know, uh, Manly Movies One is is how to get in touch with me. So, but yeah, check out the podcast if you get a chance, and and if you like it, give us a, a rating and, and a review. That would be awesome because it helps us, helps me. <laughs> uh yes i always forget to say that but yes absolutely if you're listening on spotify give it the rating on apple rating and review anywhere else that allows you to do a rating and review yes it that is from what we're told it helps the algorithm helps us get seen more helps more people listen and that's what we're here for right we want to get more listeners to the show more interaction and if you listen to this show you could be a potential guest so you definitely want to do that mm-hmm. But the easiest way to get a hold of me is linktr.ee slash ynfmoviepod. has social media, podcast platforms, YouTube channel, my personal letterbox, so you can see what I'm watching that's not covered on the show. 
And I'll be back next week with a new movie and a new guest. Until then, you guys take care. I'll talk to you next time.